Good morning. Good morning. There's a few more. Good morning. Praise the Lord. How many of you glad to be in the church this morning? Man, I know I am. It's been a long time since we were able to meet in here. If you look around, you can still see a few remnants of, of uh, not the flood because the waters have gone. But you can see a little bit of leftovers where some of the carpet and some of the things are still pulled back and they're still working on that. They're going to get to that eventually. If you didn't notice when you walked in, if, if you walked in on this side and looked up, you, there was no ceiling. There's just some foam there. If you go in the ladies' restroom, it's still a little bit of a mess. And so uh, if you want to use the ones in the back, there's, there's more restrooms in the back back there by the fellowship hall. Uh, but this one is operable. It is able to be operated. So... Uh, it still works. Yeah. Um, it's part of it's closed, but you can still use that one. Just wanted to let you guys know that, but we're working on it and it'll take a few more weeks to get everything back, uh, in, in, in pristine, perfect order. But thank God we're able to come here and we're able to worship the Lord together and we're able to, uh, study his word and his preaching and teaching and, and just be a part of his, the family of God again. Amen. Amen. I hope everybody had a good Christmas and a good new year, but we're ready to move forward. We're ready for what the Lord has for us in 2023. A couple of announcements real quick. Youth camp is a long ways off, but unfortunately we have to register uh, really early. Matter of fact, this Friday registration opens up and this Friday there'll be about two, maybe three camps full by Friday afternoon. Uh, they, re they register that fast. And so we're, I'm going to register that morning. It opens at 9. I plan on registering our students at 9. So if you have students that are wanting to go to youth camp out there on the welcome desk, there is a little a registration form. If you could fill that out and get it to me today or by Wednesday. And I've given them out to the youth down there. But I find sometimes when I give them out to the kids down there, they never make it home. I don't know how. But, but they're out there, and there's uh, information on that as well. So if you've got students that want to go to youth camp, uh, please, please get that back to me as soon as possible. That way we can get them registered. I always register a couple extra, but uh, we don't get that money back once we register them. Uh, the deposit is $30. We don't get that back, so I don't like to register too many. But we always have a few extra that want to go after we register. So, But it helps if we can get that. Also, there's still calendars out there. I know it's already 2023. But they don't expire till December 31st. So they're still good. And I know we didn't have the last couple of weeks to be able to sell those. But if you uh, want to get a counter, that is a youth fundraiser for camp. They're $10 each. Uh, in a few months, we'll knock that down a little bit if we still have some left. I hope we don't have any left. I want to get rid of all of them as soon as possible. That money goes to camp to help these kids to be able to go to, get, to, go to camp. And like I said, there's still plenty of time left on the calendar. So you can get you one or two or three and hand them out. Maybe you know somebody that needs a calendar. Give them a calendar. Maybe they don't need a calendar, but you think they do. Give them a calendar. And so uh, if you can help us out with that, we would like to get rid of those before they expire. So, um, And then also prime timers is January 28th this month. They're going to meet back in the fellowship hall for potluck and games. So uh, be sure and mark that on your calendar as well. And there's a new list for, uh, I didn't write down the men's breakfast uh, in the WMs, but they'll be, they'll be getting that information out as, they, as it gets in here. So um, we appreciate it. All right. Uh, if you'll stand with us, let's open this morning with a word of prayer. Brother Duck is with us this morning. He's going to bring a word from the Lord in just a little bit, but we're going to worship the Lord first. Amen. How many of you are glad we can come into this house and worship him this morning? We can come together. Nobody's going to break the doors down and tell us to stop. Nobody's going to come throw us in jail for worshiping the Lord. We don't have to be like, like Paul and, and be locked up in the bottom of the jail 
in stocks to worship him. We can worship him freely today. Amen. Amen. Let's do it this morning. Father, we love you. Lord, we just thank you this morning for the opportunity, God, for the privilege to come into your house. Lord, we thank you that we're back in this church, Lord, that we're back in this building, God, to celebrate and worship you. But God, we don't have to be in this building. We can worship you wherever. But God, we raise you up this morning. We ask you to come and move, Lord, to flood. Lord, we had a flood come a couple weeks ago, but Lord, we ask for a flood of the Holy Spirit to come and just move in this place. God, to touch lives this morning. God, to fill us with your Holy Spirit, your power this morning. God, we love you, Lord. We praise you for all that you're doing. We give you glory for everything in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get real Pentecostal this morning. We haven't worshiped in several weeks now. We got some, I know Dennis for sure has got some itchy fingers. So Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to come back in your house. In Jesus name. Oh, there can't nobody do me like Jesus can't Jesus came nobody do me like the 
stay right there in that spirit. There's a light in the window, the table set with splendor. Someone standing by the open door. I can see the crystal river. Well, I must be near forever. Cause I've never been this homesick before. Well, I see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. And I can't see my father standing at the door. This world's been a wilderness. I'm ready for deliverance. Oh, Lord, I've never been this homesick before. I can see together sweet faces so familiar no one's old and feeble anymore this lonesome heart's been crying think i'll spread my wings for flying i've never been this homesick before well i see the bright light shine it's just about whole time and i can't see my father standing at the door Lord, but to sing your praises at the same time, God. Father, we don't take this moment lightly, Father, because we know it's such a privilege and an honor, God, to be in your presence, Father. Father, we also know that the miracles that go on when we're in your presence, God, and what comes through because of our praises, Jesus. Father, we just want to take this time, God, to just worship you, God, because you alone are worthy of our praise, God. You alone, God, deserve all the glory. 
have your way in this service, God. Have your way in our hearts and our minds today, God. Father, just a fresh touch of your anointing in this place, God. And on each life that's represented here in Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. And some may say it's hopeless. It must have never met my God. And some may say it's over, but it was finished on the cross. And some may say it's broken, but the healer's in the room. And some may say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to move. God's about to move.
me in the darkness and you pour your heart out to me, then I will bring your answers in the light. For my glory will never be hidden. My glory will never be snuffed out. But I will bring to you the answer in all of my brilliance. For I am God and no one can do the things that I can do. No darkness can compare to my light. So I tell you today as you cry out to me in the darkness, I want you to know I have heard you. I have seen every tear. And I have victory coming for you. I have victory in your church and in your life and in your family. I have victory for you in your finances. I have victory for you in your spirit. For I am God. And no one will ever outshine me. God's good, isn't he? God's still a miracle worker. Amen. Amen. This morning, I never want to miss the opportunity to go before the Lord with our needs. So why don't, if you have a need, why don't you just lift your hand up this morning? It doesn't matter how great or small it is. Sometimes we think, well, it's just a little thing. But God cares about the little things as much as he cares about the great things. Amen. If somebody by you has got their hand up, they have a need. Why don't we just reach over and let's just, let's just pray for each other this morning. As we go, let's just take these needs to the Lord this morning. Father, God, you're a God that heals. Lord, as we've sang this morning, there's a miracle in the work because you're still the God of miracles. You're still the God that, that moves and touches. God, you're still the God that heals. And we praise you this morning, God, and those that have lifted their hand this morning, God, they have a need. No matter what that need is, God, no matter if it's physical, God, if it's spiritual, if it's, if it's emotional, God, if it's financial, God, whatever that need is, God, you're here and you want to meet our needs. As your word has said, your promises are true. God, you've never failed us. You've never forsaken us. And Lord, this morning we bring these needs before you and we pray that you would move in a mighty way. God, we pray that you would touch each one right now in the name of Jesus. God, let your Holy Spirit begin to flow, God, through this place as you begin to minister, Lord, right now. God, and we thank you for the answer to prayers. God, we praise you because you still answer prayers. God, you've never not answered a prayer. God, you've never forsaken us. Lord, we praise you this morning. We glorify you. We give you glory, God because you're worthy this morning. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our adoration. You're worthy of the glory. You're worthy, you're worthy of our thanks. Lord, you're worthy of it all. We love you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated this morning. If our ushers will come, we'll take up our morning tithes and offering at this time. Amen. Let's pray over our offering this morning.
Father, we just thank you for all that you've given to us, Lord. We just praise you this morning because we're able to, to, to be here today, Lord. And we thank you for all the financials that you've given to us, Lord. You provide for us, Lord. Your word says you meet our needs according to your riches and glory. And God, you only ask us to give back just a small portion of the greatness that you bless us with. And Lord, we're honored to give back to you. Lord, I pray you bless the gift this morning. God, bless the giver. Lord, use this money, multiply it as you have so many times to reach the lost and to reach all over the world. We love you this morning and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to sing you a testimony today that I am trusting and believing. I'm four months out from a knee replacement that has not gone real good. <laughs> and uh, my doctor released me. I've tried to go to doctors here in town. Nobody wants to take somebody else's reject or whatever page. Uh, so I've been very discouraged, and, you know, I'm try trying to keep keep the faith. And I've had people praying for me everywhere, but living day to day and not where I can walk or uh, function like I want to, and it's, you get discouraged. But uh, just uh, last week I went to the physical therapy, and she said, we really can't do anything more for We can't do anything for you. We can't, we're not getting any results because it's full of scar tissue and everything. But she said, I just found out at Purcell we had a meeting, and I found out about a joint reconstructive specialist that has several of patients that have went to him. They've all had fantastic results. And she said, we're referring you to him. And my doctor within a day had me referred. So I'm waiting to get a phone call to go. And I praise God. I wanted a miracle. I wanted to just come through it. I had it some years ago on my other knee with no problem. But you know, however God chooses to do it, we have to trust, don't we? I'm trusting today and I'm believing that you're going to see me in the future walking and hopping up and down. <laughs> I believe, I know God is faithful and I know he'll do it again. I know many times in my life he's done miracles and he's kept me and protected me, provided for me. And I praise him today and I love him today. He's going to do it again.
You may be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten that you are faced with circumstances you can't get through. Well, right now it seems there's no way out and you're going under. But God's proven time and time again He'll take care of you. He's gonna do it again. He'll do it again. If you'll just take a look at where you are and where you've been, hasn't he always come He's the same now as then. May not know how, you may not know when, but he'll do it again. Well, God knows the things you're going through. He knows how you're hurting.
run over there and behave yourself. <laughs> Get rid of that. What in the world were you thinking of? What's been going on in your thinking lately? Have you got something going on that we need to know about? What in the world are you doing? Well, that's what God asked me a few times, and I have to be honest. Sometimes I'm not thinking right. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what God's been talking to me. I don't want to take total blame for it all. Thinking gets you in trouble, or it can get you out of trouble. And thinking is real. When I was a kid, prior to my school days, I um, remember I was a baron of a great, great herd of cattle. I had horses everywhere. I remember one day on one of my flashing steeds, I rode by the back door where my mother was standing. And she said, who are you looking for? And I said, well, two of my main hands are missing, Walper and Kipper. She said, I saw them going that way across the prairie. I said, I'll catch them, thank you, ma'am. And I rode off. Well, I lost Wumper and Kipper and the horses all disappeared and my stick horse never was a flashing steed. But in my mind it was and I enjoyed those moments. But now he said, put away childish things. It's now time to think about grown stuff. That's what I'm gonna talk to you about here this morning about whenever we begin to think the power of thought. The thinking sometimes gets to be out of balance with what reality is. I think sometimes and, and I get to feeling sorry for myself. That's not normal, that's not something we should do. But the thinking is a powerful tool. The power of imagination. Now, I have mentioned that, but I want to talk to you on spiritual terms, and I'm going to call it faith, because faith will move mountains. It'll create worlds. It will open up new worlds to us, because that's the plan of God. I'm going to only read one verse. It'll be a short message today, I can assure you. Out of Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, we create things, good things and bad things, what we think about sometimes. They may not necessarily be what we need to. We can be a failure or be a total success. And I like to think that I'm thinking like a winner, like an overcomer, like a victorious person. Victory is what I need. I want to be able to say that I have kept my mind in the right channels for God to do some miraculous things. It's easy to be channeled into something. And I want to, I want to talk to a very few people right now, just to maybe a, a handful. Because let me tell you this. If you can think it, you can achieve it. 
You can go beyond the wildest imagination. You can go beyond dreams. You can go beyond anything you can imagine because the power of faith will take you to a dimension that you never dreamed you could reach. God has a place where faith leads and miraculous things happen. If he has to change armies, if he changes nations, God can create through the power of faith in our hearts and lives. Now, I know you've heard these statements, and I have heard them, maybe even said these. I'm just not smart enough. I would like to do something, but I'm just not smart enough. One day I was with a group of people. I was traveling somewhere in southern Germany. I'm not for sure where, but uh, the group was out kind of milling around the town, and I was sitting on a park bench waiting for them to make their turn and come back. A little girl came along. I would guess her to be 14 or 15 years old. And I knew that in the, in the school system of Germany, at the age of 14, the eighth grade, their formal education is over with. That's it. It's finished unless they happen to be a top pop of the top 500, the first five, excuse me, if they get to be the top 5% of the class, then they will go on to become whatever professional they train to be, whether it be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever the profession might be. And I asked this young lady, I thought she was still in school. I said, are you still going to school? She said, oh no, I finished. And I said, you did? She said, yes. She meant she had finished the eighth grade. She had finished at 14 years of age and there would be no more education for her. And I said, well, you're a smart girl. You could have gone on. And she says, oh no. And this is what hit me. She said, my mother and daddy says, I'm not smart enough. She said, my teacher says, I'm not smart enough. And I thought, how many times have we heard things spoken to us? You're just not smart enough. You're not able to do it. So forget about it. But I want to talk to the people here this morning that are daring and ready to step over the line, to break the glass ceiling and do things for God that you never dreamed could be done. How many discoveries have been made by people that shall go where no man has ever gone? This very country was discovered because of that very thought in mind, I'll go where no one else has gone. Well, I want to talk to you spiritually this morning because there's places that we haven't been yet that we can still excel and move into those realms and those places that God has for us. I would do it, but I don't have any help that would help me to do it. You know, I've heard people say that to me a lot of times. They said, you know, I would have done more. I just didn't have anybody to help me. You know, I thought I had that same thought back years ago. I, I thought, well, if I'm going to get the right woman to live with me the rest of my life, I got to get the right one. And I used to be concerned about it. I'd get, a, I'd get somebody that wouldn't work with me, wouldn't work, wouldn't help me with a place, wouldn't help me with my mission, wouldn't help me with my ministry. And I prayed about it. I said, God, I got to find the right one. I don't know if you prayed or not, but I prayed and fasted. I said, I've got to have the right one, Lord. I don't want just anyone. I want the right one. Yeah. 
And you know, God searched around, had to go all the way to Velma, Oklahoma, but he found her. <laughs> and boy, he, he picked a good one for me. <laughs> I think she's about wore out. I've drug her all over the world, but nevertheless, she's lasted longer than a lot of people would have lasted. <laughs> and she's done good, so I'm proud of her. Nobody's going to help me. How many wanted to do something, but you said, nobody will help me to do it? I don't know how to do it. I'd like to do more. I'd like to be more available, but I don't know anyone that would help me. I'm going to tell you that what God does is sometimes it's a pioneer effort when it comes to the things of God. If I waited on somebody to help me, I would have never gone to the top of the mountain. I would have never seen some of the miracles that God's only performed. I would not have been able to witness and talk to some of the folks that I have talked to in this world because I would have been scared to death. But God said, you go and I'll go with you. You go and I'll talk through you. You put your hands out there and I'll use your hands. I will take what you've got and I'll use it for my glory. Not that I'm anything, I can't be anything, never will be anything, but I'm glad what God saw he could use. God can use it and that's what I want him to do today. I want him to use me. I've, I've, I know there are those that says, well, it's good. I'm glad God blesses you. I'm glad God blesses the church, but I just want enough to get by with. Well, hooray, hooray. I don't belong to that school. I don't plan to just get by by the skin of my teeth. I want to excel and fly with angels. I want to get in higher places where few will dread to walk or tread. I want to be in a place where God will put his hand out there and I can feel the hand and the touch and the anointing of God, though the darkness is all around us. Someone asked me the other day, they said, what do you think about this world situation, especially here in America? I said, it's dark. It's dark. I don't know what it's going to be for the future. I've heard some stories. In fact, I get a call. In fact, I got one this morning at 7 o'clock from a friend in Germany. He calls me almost every week. They've had a radical change over there. Your, their government is a socialist democratic government and they are losing, they've lost their schools. It's now been taken over. They are in the process of losing their government. He says, pray for us, we need prayer. So pray for Germany. Pray for the godly people, the church that are trying to survive in the midst of the darkness. And people say, well, what's it happening here? It will happen here. If we're not praying and waiting upon God, a supernatural force from heaven will come and take charge of our lives, our minds, our schools, our life. What we have, God must be in charge of. I don't know what the future is, but I know who holds that future. I know who's now talking. I know who's in command. And I want to be able to find that. Oh, I want God to break every barrier. If we've got to break the rules, let's break the rules. If we've got to break the promises that some have made, let's get a hold of the promises of God and hang on to that. I want God's promises. I don't care about man's promises. It's got to be God's promises.
I'm going to turn over here in the, over into Philippians. Chapter 3, verse 12. And this is what it says. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. You know where I think a lot of our problems are that we just don't know how to hold to the rules. I'm going to tell you there's some things you've got to forget. You've got to forget where others have failed. There's failures around us. Did you know that? I remember when Naomi and I were in, living in a little town called Osberg, and uh, we were relying. We were under a missions appointment. We only had so much money to live on. It was very close, very difficult. We had to have everything budgeted exactly. And we had our support of our churches here in the States. And uh, one, one particular church supported us with the largest amount of money. And uh, they, they did. They were, had a very large missionary budget. And they did support a lot of missionaries. But one morning about 9 o'clock, which would have been about uh, uh, somewhere around 1.30 afternoon in the afternoon here in the States, I got a call from our missions department and they said, we must prepare you. We will not go into detail, but your largest supporter that gives you the most money each month has just had a failure in their life and their church has gone down and they will not be sending you any more money. I would advise you to prepare and start packing. You may have to come home. I didn't need to know anymore. I didn't ask anymore. I wasn't interested in it. The only thing they said was, your supporter from the Jimmy Swagger Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they gave us hundreds of dollars each month, and they said it will not be anymore. They hung up. I turned, my wife looking at me said, what happened? Who was that? And I said, that was our missions department. They called to tell us that we're going to lose a large amount of support. But that's not what hurts me. What hurts me is that somebody has failed. Somebody has gone down. Somebody has been defeated in their victory walk. And I said, that's where we need to pray. And we both dropped to our knees in that living room and began to cry out to God for the God to save the ministry of Jimmy Swagger. Now, what you approve or don't approve doesn't matter to me. He was a representing the kingdom of God and he represented a great missions effort. And I prayed for him. I still pray for him that God will use him to help and to be a blessing to those that will be sensitive to his voice. And we prayed, and I don't know that we had anything to do with it, but I understand that he's back on track, and when my wife's not able to go to church, she wants to listen to the singing. So I turn over there, and I put her on the right channel, and I, I go on about whatever I got to do that Sunday. And she'll listen to it, and it ministers to her spirit. 
I can't help what others do and I can't help what fails and who fails. It may be somewhere close to you in your home, your family, your church that fails. But you can't let that affect you in any way. All you can do is pray for them. Lift them up. Let God be the strength that they get, have to get through. Forget where others have failed. There's another a little more personal. Forget where they failed you. I've, have you ever had anybody to fail you? I have several times. As a pastor, I've had people to promise me things and they failed. I've had people that wanted to do better. I know they did, but they failed. It affected me. If I would have let it, it would make me bitter. Because sometimes I've had, I've had to take over notes for people that I've signed for. They backed out. They went off. They left the country. I had to pay their notes off. I couldn't afford it. I didn't need to. But I didn't let it happen. I prayed God somewhere help them to find a better job where they could take care of their obligations. If you let what people do to you make you bitter, you get that bitter streak and it will start mushrooming. It gets bigger and bigger and it spreads out and gets the involving a lot of people. Don't let people, what people let you down, don't you let them ever affect you by it. Don't you let God become less in your life when that happens. But go ahead and seek his face in the midst of that. The worst one is the last one. Don't forget. You got to forget where you failed yourself. Sometimes we fail. I'd like to think we're a bunch of bunch of perfect people, but a few of us is not perfect. Some of us may fail. You may not be one of them, but I am. I remember right after I got saved when I was about 19, I was praying one day and I, I found myself in another dilemma. I'd, I'd failed in a way that I thought I never would. I said, Lord, I failed again. Will you forgive me? And if I ever heard the voice of God, it was right there. He said, what is again? I said, well, you remember? He said, no. When I forgive, I forget. I said, you don't remember? He said, don't remember it. If you sinned, it's as though that was the first and only sin you ever had. I said, if you'll forgive me, then it will be like I never sinned. And he said, 